Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of The World of Percy Jackson. In this episode, we're going to read chapters 19 to 20, and in the previous episode, we read chapters 17 to 18. And in the previous episode, Piper had experienced a dream, a dream foreseeing what will happen with Gaia's army, and where exactly are all the monsters at. So now we're going to see what Piper will tell to Annabeth after she woke her up, and see what they'll have to do with the dream that Piper foresaw. So now we're going to read chapter 19, Piper. When she recounted her dream for Percy, the ship's toilets exploded. No way are you going down there alone, Percy said. Leo ran down the hall, waving a wrench. Man, did you have to destroy the plumbing? Percy ignored him. Water ran down the gangway. The hall rumbled as more pipes burst and sinks overflowed. Piper guessed that Percy hadn't meant to cause so much damage, but his glowering expression made her want to leave the ship as soon as possible. We'll be all right, Annabeth told him. Piper foresaw the two of us going down there. So that's what needs to happen. Percy glared at Piper like it was all her fault. And this Mimas dude? I guess he's a giant? Probably, she said. Porphyrium called him, called him our brother. And a bronze statue surrounded by fire, Percy said. And those other things you mentioned. Mackies? Mackay, Piper said. I think the word means, ba- means battles in Greek, but I don't know how that applies exactly. That's my point, Percy said. We don't know what's going down there. I'm going with you. No. Ambeth put her hand on his arm. If the giants want our blood, the last thing we need is a boy and girl going down there together. Remember? They want one of each for their big sacrifice. Then I'll get Jason, Percy said. And the two of us, seaweed brain. Are you implying that two boys can handle this better than two girls? No. I mean, no. But Annabeth kissed him. We'll be back before you know it. Piper followed her upstairs before the whole lower deck could flood with toilet water. An hour later, the two of them stood on a hill overlooking the ruins of ancient Sparta. They'd already scouted the modern city, which strangely reminded Piper of Albuquerque. A bunch of low, boxy, whitewashed buildings sprawled across a plain at the foot of some purplish mountains. Annabeth had insisted on checking the archaeology museum, then the giant metal statue of the Spartan warrior in the public square, then the National Museum of Olives and Olive Oil. Yes, that was a real thing. Piper had learned more about olive oil than she ever wanted to know, but no giants attacked them. They found no statues of chained gods. Annabeth seemed reluctant to check the ruins on the edge of town, but finally they ran out of other places to look. There wasn't much to see, according to Annabeth. The hill they stood on had once been Sparta's Acropolis, its highest point and main fortress. But it was nothing like the massive Athenian Acropolis Piper had seen in her dreams. The weathered slope was covered with dead grass, rocks, and stunted olive trees. Below, ruins stretched out for maybe a quarter mile. Limestone blocks, a few broken walls, and some tiled holes in the ground like wells. Piper thought about her dad's most famous movie. King of Sparta, and how the Spartans were portrayed as invincible supermen. She found it sad that their legacy had been reduced to a field of rubber, rubble and a small modern town with an olive oil museum. She wiped the sweat from her forehead. 
you think there if there was a 30-foot tall giant around, we'd see him. Abbott stared at the distant shape of the Argo II floating above downtown Sparta. She fingered the red coral pendant on her necklace. A gift from Percy when they started dating. You're thinking about Percy, Piper guessed. Annabeth nodded. Since she'd come back from Tartarus, Annabeth had told Piper a lot of scary things that happened down there. At the top of her list, Percy controlling a tide of poison and suffocating the goddess Achilles. He seems to be adjusting, Piper said. He's smiling more often. You know he cares about you more than ever. Ambit sat, her face suddenly pale. I don't know why it's hitting me so hard all of a sudden. I can't quite get that memory out of my head. How Percy looked when he was standing at the edge of chaos. Maybe Piper was just picking up on Annabeth's uneasiness. But she started to feel agitated as well. She thought about what Jason had said last night. Part of me wanted to close my eyes and stop fighting. She tried her best to reassure him, but still she worried. Like that Cherokee hunter who changed into a serpent. All demigods had their share of bad spirits inside. Fatal flaws, some crises brought them out. Some lines shouldn't be crossed if that was true for jason how could it not be true for percy the guy had literally been through hell and back even when he wasn't trying he made the toilets explode what would percy be like if he wanted to act scary give him time she sat next to annabeth the guy is crazy about you you've been through so much together i know annabeth's gray eyes reflected the green of the olive trees it's just Bob, the Titan, he warned me there will be more sacrifices ahead. I want to believe we can have a normal life someday, but I allowed myself to hope for that last summer, after the Titan War. Then Percy disappeared for months, and we fell into that pit. A tear traced down its way, it's down her cheek. Piper, if you'd seen the face of the god Tartarus, all swirling darkness, devouring monsters and vaporizing them, I've never felt so... helpless. I... try not to think about it. Piper took her friend's hands. They were trembling badly. She remembered her first day at Camp Half-Blood when Annabeth had given her a tour. Annabeth had been shaken up about Percy's disappearance, and though Piper was pretty disoriented and scared herself, comforting Annabeth had made her feel needed. Like, like she might actually have a place among these crazy, powerful demigods. Annabeth Chase was the bravest person she knew. If even she needed a shoulder to cry on once in a while, well, Piper was glad to offer hers. Hey, she said gently, don't try to shut out the feelings. You won't be able to. Just let them wash over you and drain out again. You're scared. Gods. Yes, I'm scared. You're angry. At Percy for frightening me. She said, at my mom for sending me on that horrible quest in Rome. At, well, pretty much everybody. Gaia, the giants, the gods for being jerks. At me? Piper asked. Abbott managed a shaky laugh. <laughs> yes, for being so annoyingly calm. It's all a lie. And for being a good friend. Ha! 
and for having your head on straight about guys and relationships and I'm sorry, have you met me? Abbott punched her arm, but there was no force to it. I'm stupid. Sitting here talking about my feelings when we have a quest to finish. Chain God's heartbeat can wait. Piper tried for a smile. But her own fears welled up inside her. For Jason and her friends on the Argo II. For herself. If she wasn't able to do what Aphrodite had advised... In the end, you will only have the power for one word. It must be the right word, or you will lose everything. Whatever happens, she told Annabeth, I'm your friend. Just remember that, okay? Especially if I'm not around to remind you, Piper thought. Annabeth started to say something. Suddenly, a roaring sound came from the ruins. One of the stone-lined pits which Piper had mistaken for wells spewed out a three-story geyser of flames and shut off just as quickly. What the heck? Piper asked. Abbott sighed. I don't know, but I have a feeling it's something we should check out. Three pits lay side by side like finger holes on a recorder. Each one was perfectly round, two feet in diameter, tiled around the rim with limestone. Each, pl- each one plunged straight into darkness. Every few seconds, seemingly at random, one of the three pits shot a column of fire into the sky. Each time, the color and intensity of the flames were different. They weren't doing this before. Ambeth walked a wide arc around the pits. She still looked shaky and pale, but her mind was now obviously engaged in the problem at hand. There doesn't seem to be any pattern. The timing, the color, the height of the fire? I don't get it. Did we activate them somehow? Piper wondered. Maybe that surge of fear you felt on the hill... Uh, I mean, we both felt. Hannibal didn't seem to hear her. There must be some kind of mechanism. A pressure play. A proximity alarm. Flames shot from the middle pit. Annabeth counted silently. The next time a geyser erupted on the left, she frowned. That's not right. It's inconsistent. It has to follow some kind of logic. Piper's ears started to ring. Something about these pits. Each time one ignited, a horrible thrill went through her fear panic but also a strong desire to get closer to the flames it isn't rational she said it's emotional how can fire pits be emotional piper held her hand over the pit on the right instantly flames leaped up piper barely had time to withdraw her fingers her nails steamed piper ambeth ran over what were you thinking i wasn't I was feeling. What we want is down there. These pits are in the way in. I'll have to jump. Are you crazy? Even if you don't get stuck in the tube, you have no idea how deep it is. You're right. You'll be burned alive. Possibly. Piper unbuckled her sword and tossed it into the pit on the right. I'll let you know if it's safe. Wait for my word. Don't you dare, Ameth warned. Piper jumped. For a moment, she was weightless in the stark, the sides of the hot stone burning her arms. Then the space opened up and up around her. Instinctively, she tucked and rolled, absorbing most of the impact as she hit the stone floor. Flames shot up in front of her, singeing her eyebrows. But Piper snatched up her sword, unsheathed it, and swung before she stopped rolling. And swung before she 
A bronze dragon head, neatly decapitated, wobbled across the floor. Piper stood, trying to get her bearings. She looked down at the fallen dragon head and felt a moment of guilt, as if she'd killed Festus. But this wasn't Festus. Three bronze dragon statues stood in a row, aligned with the holes in the roof. Piper had decapitated the middle one. The two intact dragons were each three feet tall. Their snouts pointed upwards and their steaming mouths open. They were clearly the source of the flames, but they didn't seem to be automatons. They didn't move or try to attack her. Piper's calmly sliced off the heads of the other two. She waited. No more flames shot upward. Piper? Ambed's voice echoed from far above her like she was yelling down a chimney. Yeah? Piper shouted. Thank the gods. You okay? Yeah, hold on a sec. Her eyesight adjusted to the dark. She scanned the chamber. The only light came from her was from her glowing blade and the openings above. The ceiling was about 30 feet high. By all rights, Piper should have broken both legs in the fall, but she wasn't going to complain. The chamber itself was round, about the size of a helicopter pad. The walls were made of rough-hewn stone blocks, chiseled with the Greek inscriptions. Thousands and thousands of them, like graffiti. At the far end of the room, on a stone dais, stood the human-sized bronze statue of a warrior, the god Ares, Piper guessed, with heavy bronze chains wrapped around his body, anchoring him to the floor. On either side of the statue loomed two dark doorways, each ten feet high, with a gruesome stone face carved over the archway. Their faces reminded Piper of gorgons, except they had lines made instead of snakes for hair. Piper suddenly felt very much alone. Annabeth, she called. It's a long draw, but it's safe to come down. Maybe, uh, you have a rope you could fasten so we can get back up? On it! A few minutes later, a rope dropped down from the center pit. Annabeth shinned down. Piper McLean, she grumbled. That was without a doubt the dumbest risk I've ever seen anyone take. And I date a dumb risk taker. Thank you. Piper nudged the nearest decapitated dragon head with her foot. I'm guessing these are the dragons of Ares. That's one of his sacred animals, right? And there's the chain god himself. Where do you think those doorways... Piper held up her hand. Do you hear that? The sound was like a drumbeat with a metallic echo. It's coming from inside the statue, Piper decided. The heartbeat of the chained god. Abbott unsheathed her dracon bone sword. In the dim light, her face was ghostly pale, her eyes colorless. I, I don't like this, Piper. We need to leave. The rational part of a Piper agreed. Her skin crawled, her legs ached to run, but something about this room felt strangely familiar. The shrine is ramping up her emotions. She said, It's like being around my mom, except this place radiates fear, not love. That's why you started feeling overwhelmed on the hill. Down here, it's a thousand times stronger. Abbott scanned the walls. Okay, we need a plan to get the statue out. Maybe haul it up with a rope, but... Wait, Piper glanced at the snarling stone faces above the doorways. A shrine that radiates fear. Ares had two divine sons, didn't he? Phobos and Deimos, Annabeth shivered. Panic and fear. Percy met them once in Staten Island. Piper decided not to ask what the twin gods of panic and fear had been doing in Staten Island. I think those are their faces above the doors. This place isn't just a shrine to Ares, it's a temple of fear. Deep laughter echoed through the chamber. On Piper's right, a giant appeared. He didn't come through either doorway, he simply emerged from the darkness as if he'd been camouflaged against the wall. He was small for a giant, perhaps 25 feet tall. 
which would give him enough room to swing the massive sledgehammer in his hands. His armor, his skin, his dracon scale legs were all the color of charcoal. Copper wires and smashed circuit boards glittered in the braids of his oil black hair. Very good, child of Aphrodite, the giant smiled. This is indeed the Temple of Fear, and I am here to make you believers. And this is the end of chapter 19. What a fascinating chapter. I think that a lot of these chapters seem to focus on the relationships between each individual member with the other group members. And I think with this focus on Annabeth and Piper, it's really able to give that perspective on dating one of the big three. I think that's the commonality that they previously established on between the two of them. They both were dating someone who was a son to the big three. But other than that, I think that this conversation has really allowed them to connect on a farther scale. I think that it allowed us to see where their relationship actually stands. And is it a bad one? Is it a good one? I think that that really let us characterize how they are as individuals and how they mesh together as friends as potential friends, as supposed friends. So it's all these kind of questions that are always answered when it comes to these characterizations of both the character and how they react and respond in relationships. So I think that this was a very interesting take on how Annabeth and Piper interact with each other. And after this break, we'll come back to reading chapter 20 and see how they're going to combat this this new giant. So see you then. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back from the break. And now we're going to read chapter 20, Piper. Piper knew fear, but this was different. Waves of terror crashed over her. Joints turned to jelly. Her heart refused to beat. Her worst memories crowded her mind. Her father tied up and beaten on Mount Diablo. Percy and Jason fighting to the death in Kansas. The three of them drowning in the Nymphaeum in Rome. Herself standing alone against Keon and the Boreads. Worst of all, she relived her conversation with her mother about what was to come. Paralyzed, she watched as a giant raised his sledgehammer to smash them flat. At the last moment, she leaped to one side, tackling Annabeth. The hammer cracked the floor, peppering Piper's back with stone shrapnel. The giant chuckled. <laughs> oh, that wasn't fair. He hefted his sledgehammer again. Annabeth! 
Get up! Piper helped her to her feet. She pulled her toward the far end of the room, but Annabeth moved sluggishly, her eyes wide and unfocused. Piper understood why. The temple was amplifying their personal fears. Piper had seen some horrible things, but it was nothing compared to what Annabeth had experienced. If she was having flashbacks of Tartarus, enhanced and compounded with all her other bad memories, her mind wouldn't be able to cope. She might literally go insane. I'm here, Piper promised, filling her voice with reassurance. We will get out of this. The giant laughed. Ha ha ha! A child of Aphrodite leading a child of Athena. Now I've seen everything. How would you defeat me, girl? With makeup and fashion tips? A few months ago, that comment might have stung, but Piper was way past that. The giant lumbered toward them. Fortunately, he was slow and carrying a heavy hammer. Annabeth, trust me, Piper said. A, a plan, she stammered. I go left, you go right. If we, Annabeth, no plans. Wh what? No plans, just follow me. The giant swung his hammer, but they dodged it easily. Piper leaned forward and slashed her sword across the back of the giant's knee. As the giant bellowed in our outrage, Piper pulled Annabeth into the nearest tunnel. Immediately, they were engulfed in total darkness. Fools! The giant roared somewhere behind them. That is the wrong way! Keep moving. Piper held tight Annabeth's hand. It's fine. Come on. She couldn't see anything. Even the glow of her sword was snuffed out. She barreled ahead anyway, trusting her emotions. From the echo of their footfalls, the space around them must have been a vast cavern, but she couldn't be sure. She simply went the direction that made her fear the sharpest. Piper, it's... It's like the House of Night, Annabeth said. We should close our eyes. No, Piper said. Keep them open. We can't try to hide. The giant's voice came from somewhere in front of them. Lost forever, swallowed by the darkness. Annabeth froze, forcing Piper to stop too. Why did we just plunge in? Annabeth demanded. We're lost. We did what he wanted us to do. We should have bided our time, talked to the enemy, figured out a plan. That always works. Annabeth, I never ignore your advice. Piper kept her voice soothing. But this time I have to. We can't defeat this place without reason. With reason. You can't think your way out of your emotions. The giant's laughter echoed like a detonating depth charge. Despair, Annabeth Chase. I am Mimas, born to slay Hephaestus. I am the breaker of plans, the destroyer of the well-oiled machines. Nothing goes right in my presence. Maps are misread, devices break. Data is lost. The finest minds turn to mush. I, I have faced worse than you. Annabeth cried. Oh, I see. The giant sounded much closer now. Are you not afraid? Never. Of course we're afraid, Piper corrected. Terrified. The air moved. Just in time, Piper pushed Annabeth to one side. Crash! Suddenly, they were back in the circular room. The dim light almost blinding now. The giant stood close by, trying to yank his hammer out of the floor where he'd embedded it. Piper lunged and drove her blade into the giant's thigh. Arr! My Mimas let go of the hammer and arched his back. 
Piper and Annabeth scrambled behind the chain statue of Ares, which still pulsed with a metallic heartbeat. Thump, thump, thump. The giant Mimas turned toward them. The wound on his leg was already closing. You cannot defeat me, he growled. In the last war, it took two gods to bring me down. I was born to kill Hephaestus and would have done so if Ares hadn't ganged up on me as well. You should have stayed paralyzed in your fear. Your death would have been quicker. Days ago, when she phased Keon on the Argo II, Piper had started talking without thinking, following her heart no matter what her brain said. Now she did the same thing. She moved in front of the statue and faced the giant. Through the rational part of her, screamed, Run, you idiot! This temple, she said. The Spartans didn't chain Ares because they wanted his spirit to stay in their city. You think not! The giant's eyes glittered with amusement. He wrapped his hands around his sledgehammer and pulled it from the floor. This is the temple of my brothers, Dimas and Phobos. Piper's voice shook. She didn't try to hide it. Spartans came here to prepare for battle, to face their fears. Ares was chained to her mind that war had consequences. His power, the spirits of battle, the Makai, should never be unleashed unless you understand how terrible you are. They are. Unless you've felt fear. Mimas laughed. Ha ha! A child of the love goddess lectures me about war. What do you know of the Makai? We'll see. Piper went straight at the giant, unbalancing his stance. At the sight of her jagged blade coming at him, his eyes widened and he stumbled backward, cracking his head against the wall. A jagged fissure snaked up upward in those stones. Dust rained from the ceiling. Piper! This place is unstable, Ambeth warned. If we don't leave, don't think about escape. Piper ran toward their rope, which dangled from the ceiling. She leaped as high as she could and cut it. Piper, have you lost your mind? Probably, she thought. But Piper knew this was the only way to survive. She had to go against reason. Follow emotion instead. Keep the giant off balance. That hurt! Mimas rubbed his head. You realize you cannot kill me without the help of a god, and Ares is not here. The next time I face a blustering idiot, I will smash him to bits. I wouldn't have had to fight him in the first place if that cowardly fool Domison had done his job. Ambit let loose a guttural cry. Do not insult Domison! She ran at Mimas, who barely managed to parry her dragon blade with the handle of his hammer. He tried to grab Annabeth, and Piper lunged slashing her blade across the side of the giant's face. Gah! Mimas staggered. A severe pile of dreadlocks fell to the floor along with something else. A large, flashy thing, lying in a pool of golden ichor. My ear! Mimas wailed. Before he could, co- he, he could cover his wits, Piper grabbed Annabeth's arm, and together they plunged through the second doorway. I will bring down this chamber, the giant thundered. The Earth Mother shall des- deliver me, but you shall be crushed. The floor shook. The sound of breaking stone echoed all around them. Piper stopped. Annabeth begged. How? How are you dealing with this? The fear. The anger. Don't try to control it. That's what the temple is about. You have to accept the fear. Adapt to it. Ride it like the rapids on a river. How do you know that? I don't know it. I just feel it. Somewhere nearby, a wall crumbled with the sound of like an artillery blast. 
You cut the rope, Animate said. We're going to die down here. Piper cupped her friend's face. She pulled Animate forward until their foreheads touched. Through her fingertips, she could feel Animate's rapid pulse. Fear can't be reasoned with. Neither can hate. They're like love. They're almost identical emotions. That's why Ares and Aphrodite like each other. Their twin sons, fear and panic, were spawned from both war and love. But I don't... This doesn't make sense. No, Piper agreed. Stop thinking about it. Just feel. I hate that. I know. You can't plan for feelings like with Percy and your future. You can't control every contingency. You have to accept that. Let it scare you. Trust that it'll be okay anyway. Abbott shook her head. I don't know if I can. Then for right now, concentrate on revenge for Domison. Revenge for Bob. A moment of silence. I'm good now. Great, because I need your help. We're going to run out there together. Then what? I have no idea. Gods, I hate it when you lead. Piper laughed, which surprised her even her. Fear and love really were related. That moment she clung to the love she had for her friend. Come on! They ran in no particular direction and found themselves back in the shrine room, right behind the giant Mimas. They each slashed one of his legs and brought him to his knees. The giant howled, more chunks of stone tumbled from the ceiling. Weak mortals! Mimas struggled to stand. No plan of yours can defeat me. That's good, Piper said, because I don't have a plan. She ran toward the statue of Ares. Annabeth, keep our friend occupied. Oh, he's occupied. Gah! Piper stared at the gruel bronze face of the war god. The statue thrummed with a low metallic pulse. The spirits of battle, she thought. They're inside, waiting to be freed. But they weren't hers to unleash. Not until she'd proven herself. The chamber shook again. More cracks appeared in the walls. Piper glanced at the stone carvings above the doorways. The scowling twin faces of fear and panic. My brothers, Piper said, sons of Aphrodite, I give you a sacrifice. At the feet of Ares, she set her cornucopia. The magic horn had begun so attuned to her emotions, it could amplify her anger, love, or grief and spew forth its bounty accordingly. She hoped that would appeal to the gods of fear, or maybe they would just appreciate some fresh fruits and vegetables in their diets. I'm terrified, she confessed. I hate doing this, but I accept that it's necessary. She swung her blade and took off the bronze statue's head. No! Mimas yelled. Flames roared up from the statue's severed neck. They swirled around Piper, filling the room with a firestorm of emotions. Hatred, bloodlust, and fear. But also, love. Because no one could face battle without caring for something. Comrades, family, home. Piper held out her arms, and the Makai made her the center of their whirlwind. We will answer your call, they whispered in her mind. Once only when you need us, destruction, waste, carnage shall answer. We shall complete your cure. The flames vanished along with the cornucopia, and the chained statue of Ares crumbled into dust. Foolish girl! Mimas charged your Annabeth at his heels. The Makai have abandoned you! Or maybe they've abandoned you, Piper said. Mimas raised his hammer, but he forgot about Annabeth. She jabbed him in the thigh, and the giant staggered forward. Off balance, Piper stepped in calmly and stabbed him in the gut. 
Mimas crashed face first into the nearest doorway. He turned over just as a stone face of panic cracked above the wall above him and toppled down for a one-ton kiss. The giant's cry was cut short. His body went still, then he disintegrated into a 20-foot pile of ash. Ambit stared at Piper. What just happened? I'm not sure. Piper, you were amazing, but those fiery spirits you released, the Makai, how does that help us find the cure we're looking for? I don't know. They said I could summon them when the time comes. Maybe Artemis and Apollo can explain. A section of the wall calved like a glacier. Ambit stumbled and almost slipped on the giant's severed ear. We need to get out of here. I'm working on it, Piper said. And, uh, I think this ear is your spoil of war. Gross. Make a lovely shield. Shut up, Chase. Piper stared at the second door, which still had the face of fear above it. Thank you, brothers, for helping to kill the giant. I need one more favor. An escape. And, uh, believe me, I am properly terrified. I offer you, uh, this, uh, lovely ear as a sacrifice. The stone face made no answer. Another section of the wall peeled away as starburst of cracks appeared in the ceiling. Piper grabbed Annabeth's hand. We're going through that doorway. If this works, we might find ourselves back in the surface. And if it doesn't? Piper looked up at the face of fear. Let's find out. The room collapsed them as they plunged into the dark. And that's the end of chapter 20. Well, this was definitely a huge shift for both of them. I think that Annabeth is someone as established both in this chapter and in general is someone of reason and logic as a daughter of Athena it's everything has to have a plan everything has to be a plan so when Annabeth was forced to blindly trust Piper with no plan whatsoever it probably was very unexpected for her so I think that this moment this experience not the uh, flashbacks to Tartarus that would have been horrible. But I think the experience that Annabeth is learning from this is that not everything needs a plan. Not everything is rational and not everything can be thought out with logic. Sometimes it needs a little bit of emotion to be able to handle it. And I think that this is really important even in applying it outside of this book. That when it comes to real life issues... It's also better to think about it from an emotional perspective, not just from a logical perspective, but to consider the emotional side of it and how that will affect a course of a situation to occur. And so I think that this is really interesting in applying both in the character development of both Piper and Annabeth, but also how it applies to the real world. So yes, that is the end of chapter 20, and we will now be moving on to the Q&A and shout-out session. Once again, if I miss your name do please let me know in this episode and I will try my best to get you in the next episode. If I end up missing your question, sometimes it may be for the reason that I might think it's a bit too personal. However, that does not mean that I still won't appreciate everybody for asking those questions. I really appreciate when everybody wants to ask questions and I would love to answer them. However, sometimes I am a little bit uncomfortable answering specific questions. You're free to ask other questions, but I just don't want anybody feeling bad if I don't end up answering their question. So, without further ado, let's go on to the shoutouts. We have hashtag Team Olympus and Gloomy Spectre versus Divine Judge. Thank you guys. Now moving on to the questions. Number one, favorite couple have to be Annabeth and Percy. I think the fact that 
person who was willing to jump into Tartarus just to be with Annabeth, never to leave her again, is something that I think is just magnificent to think about. It's it's truly magnificent. I don't think... I haven't seen any other... Every other couple in this book are really good as well. But I think the sacrifices and the bond that Percy and Annabeth have, it's out of this world. It's out of this universe just because of the sacrifices they're willing to make for each other as long as they're with each other. I find that admirable. Next question. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Do you think Percy and Annabeth will live in New Rome after this? I hope they do. I hope they do. Because they have been through... Every single demigod has been through some rough times. And I think all of them deserve to be in New York, New Rome. Including Percy and Annabeth. Next question is, which animals would you choose to be associated with each member of the Argo II? Let's see. Percy would probably be a dolphin. Uh, Annabeth, I would say an owl. Leo, capybara. Next one, Frank, would probably be a bear. Hazel would probably be a porcupine. Uh, I think Jason would be an eagle. And Piper would be a horse. Favorite movie series or TV series? I would have to say... I would have to say the Harry Potter series. I think that's a classic. I just love watching the rendition of the acting versus the books. They're really nice. And I'd love to read the books sometime, just to be able to compare. But yes. Uh, Next question is, would Annabeth or Reyna win in a fight? It's very interesting. I think... I wouldn't, I'm not really sure on that, actually. I think that they both have skills that would both cancel each other out. So in all honesty, I think it would be a tie. But I'd have to think more about that one. Next question is, what video games do you play? Um, I don't really play that many video games these days. So, yeah. But I do know that I used to play Mario when I was, uh, when I was younger, so... Yes, Mario was a very favorite game. Uh, next question is, favorite symbol of the gods? Probably have to say the trident, Poseidon's trident. Next question is, if you were a god, what would be your power? Um, honestly, if I would be, if I was going to be honest, I'd probably be like hypnos, sleep, being able to sleep wherever, whenever, whenever I want to. That would be a really great superpower. Uh, next question is, who do you think would win in a fight on the beach during a thunderstorm? Piper Jason or Annabeth Percy? Hmm. I think in this scenario, I would think it's Piper and Jason. Now, the reason why I think that is because although it's a beach and the water is nearby, I think the fact that it's a thunderstorm would be able to give Jason a stronger advantage on the offensive side compared to just rejuvenating Percy and his energy. However, not that I'm saying that rejuvenation is not key, but I think that having the thunderstorm nearby is really, it would make Jason's attacks much more critical. Uh, Next question is, if you had to be a monster from Percy Jackson, who would you be? Easily. 
Bob the Cat. I think that Bob the Cat is one of the most iconic monsters. And yes, Bob the Cat is an adorable monster. And I would love to be Bob the Cat. But yes. And that concludes our Q&A session. I hope you guys enjoyed that just as much as I did. And next week, we will continue this by reading chapters 21 and 22. And see how exactly the rest of the trip of the journey is going with some other members of the crew. So, until next week, stay safe and stay out of boredom.